Hi, this is Brooke Lurie, and this is the Brooke Lurie po- uh, Podcast. Here with me is my good friend and producer, Ari David. Always a pleasure. We, um, we're now dealing with very interesting times in Gaza. Gaza is that small area uh, in the southern part of, or just below Israel, uh, adjacent to Israel. And, uh, of course, there's also the West Bank situation. Where, what are we, we're living a crazy time right now. Um, this is a situation where we had the three Israeli teenagers who were killed by Palestinian thugs in the Paris, Palestinian territories. They were kidnapped and killed. Um, it's just a terrifying, brutal way that they were killed. And then, um, in addition, they, the Hamas, the, the organization that basically is in control of the West Bank, together with Fatah, um, they decided to lob a lot of missiles to Gaza and to West Bank, to the West Bank. It's from the West Bank and from Gaza, and then hope that um, Israel will do nothing. I suppose. Well, of course, this you know basically created and prompted a, uh, a massive invasion, and Israel is going to now have to take the heat associated with going into Gaza because the whole world is just flummoxed, confused, perturbed, angry about the notion that Israel would, would actually deign to defend itself. Oh, no, no, Mr. Lurie, what you're really talking about is, uh, you know, Israel's an imperialist army and it wants to take over Gaza. You mean the Gaza Strip that it unilaterally pulled out of, sir? Um, yeah, that, that one. That's right. Okay, so, so we left Gaza in 2005 just so that we can one day re-enter it. Is that, is that the thinking behind all this? It's a strange world. Um, people who... And this is going to dovetail into our, our major theme here today. People who are against Israel, people who, even worse yet, are for Hamas and Fatah and for the, the, the enemies of Israel, really don't know what the hell they're talking about, right? How, how can I say that so blankly, so blatantly, so clearly? Uh, I can because I know Israel deeply. I know the, the region deeply. Um, I, I know that to accuse Israel of any of the things that the Arabs have accused Israel of is just not knowing any of the facts. You, you know no history, if you, if you say so. Um, this is a region where you're dealing with a democracy called Israel, and it's surrounded by enemies and dictators, all dictatorships, uh, known as uh, Egypt and Hamas and Fatah. They are all terrorist organizations. And they have one item that's of interest to them, and that is the total annihilation of the Jewish state called Israel. That's it. Nothing more, nothing less. Um, And then you can also, of course, look to the way that they fight to decide whom you would rather like to back. So let's look at that from that standpoint, shall we? Um, The Palestinians, uh, Fatah and Hamas in particular, they lob rockets indiscriminately into Tel Aviv and to Jerusalem. And what's their main mission? Well, just maybe you'll just hope to hit a main area um, of Tel Aviv and uh, kill as many people as possible. Do they hope to kill only uh, soldiers, for example? No, on the contrary. They hope to kill as many women and children and feeble people, old elderly people as possible. That's their main goal. And, um, you know, I, I consider that monstrous. How about that? How about that? Um, by contrast, the Israelis, when they seek to, to defend themselves in response to these attacks, 
um, they do something that Americans would never do, and frankly, I don't think has ever been done in the history of mankind. They drop leaflets in advance of their attack and advise people in the entire territory of where they're going to blow up a certain building because they know that it's hiding a lot of missiles or otherwise is the home of, of certain terrorist leaders. And uh, they go, they, they do that so that to make sure, look, if you're here, well, then you, we gave you fair, fair warning. So get the hell out. And uh, we don't want to cause as much damage as to the civilians. We, we, the Israelis try to do everything they can to avoid civilian ca casualties. Is this consistent with a, um, with a monstrous imperialist entity that's designed, that cares only about imposing fear upon its enemies? Of course not. But you know what? We can argue this until our faces are blue, Ari. The world wants to believe what it wants to believe. You know, I almost understand the Arab propagandists, the actual Arabs themselves, because they have an agenda. Their agenda is power, especially the leaders of these, these, these countries, right? Hamas and Fatah. The more hate they, that they spread against Israel, the, the more their power. This is, what they, this is what they feed off of. So I understand them. I even understand to some extent um, the people who live in the Palestinian territories, not because that they're suffering under the Israelis. On the contrary, they're, they're doing far better than they ever would in any other Arab country. Any Arab country, period. No, no. Uh, the reason why I understand them is because they, uh, pardon my, my pings, I turn it off. The only uh, the, the reason why I understand them is because the, they're surrounded by a bunch of propaganda and all they've been told that is that Israel is the devil, and they, you know, they believe it. You know, people in North Korea believe that the rest of the world is, is far worse than North Korea. Well, you know, how can you blame them? That's all they've been told. So same thing for them. I understand that. What I don't understand, and what I will not tolerate, and what I, I do not respect, and I judge you for, is when you live in a society like America, right here, in Los Angeles and elsewhere in the free world, and you have information, and you know what's what, and you should know what's what, and you still side with the Arabs who are clearly counter to everything decent in the world. And when I say the Arabs, I mean not just the entire population. I'm talking about the aggressors, the ones who want to destroy Israel. How you can possibly think that they're in the right and Israel's in the wrong, you're an idiot. You just, that's it. You, you are totally, uh, not only misinformed, but you are clearly trying to misinform yourself. I judge you for that. Okay? And that leads to our major point. And by the way, I, I hope Israel weeds out all the monsters from Gaza and the West Bank. Uh, they will. Uh, they're going to have a very tough time this time around, as opposed to 2008, because there, there appeared to be some support for Israel by this or that country, including America. And then, um, unfortunately, it was around the time of the transition from Bush to Obama, and Obama made it very clear that he would not tolerate the continued uh, military operation in Gaza in 2008. And so guess what? The Israelis pulled out of Gaza immediately, uh, the very day that Obama was inaugurated as president. Do you recall this, Ari? Yeah. So, um, but this time... Yeah, Bono told me all about it, that 
inauguration ceremony where he said, we've now achieved the Palestinian dream. Right, yeah. I then retched into an air sickness bag. <laughs> anyway, this time it's it, to some extent worse and to some extent better. Um, it's worse in the sense that there is no country that is supporting, certainly not America. America, America is not telling uh, Israel go ahead and do what you must in order to get out the to get the bad guys. Yeah, only saying, Canada is right. Only Canada is, and and you know, Canada. God, God bless her. Uh, I, I love Canada, but Canada is not doesn't have the muscle to help Israel the way that America could. And certainly not the European Union and uh, nowhere else in the world. So um, Israel is really alone in this. And they've now the good news about all this is Israel know that Israel knows that it's all alone. It doesn't have to hope that uh, its fair-weathered friends will remain friends on the on this issue of invading. So whatever they're doing now, they're doing it because they're doing it on their own, and they know it. So. Um, I'm very confident the Israelis will do a very effective job. Things have changed since 2008. Things always change in the Middle East. The, the bad guys always have very clever ways of uh, ambushing the Israelis and always changing the game. And the Israelis have to be on top of it. That's it. It's a scary world. It's just a scary world over there. And this fight that the Israelis are fighting, make no mistake, my friends, this is your fight. If you're a Christian... This is your fight. And even if you're not a Christian and you're, you're just an American that doesn't identify religiously whatsoever, this is your fight. Every person in the free world, this is your fight. Everyone in the free world. And uh, you, you need to understand this because this is coming to a land near you. If we do not uh, sub fully support Israel in her fight against evil and tyranny, and that's exactly what this is, and fear, uh, then we'll lose everything. It's coming to a land near you. And uh, maybe not tomorrow, maybe not the next day, but in the next couple of years. Don't believe me? Look at Europe. Okay, They live under fear right now. Every, every decent European and, and who, uh, who's Christian, certainly, forget about it. They're not going to have any support in the future. Uh, good luck expressing your Christian faith. In, in Europe. Good luck being proud of being a Christian in Europe. But that, here in America, it's still wonderful to be a Christian. And God bless you Christians. But uh, you, we need to fight together. And, you know, the Christians are definitely on Israel's side in this. All right, so, so why do I bring this all up? First of all, it's very important to understand the news in, in this way. Um, and understand the hypocrisy that's going on. But very importantly, it's, it's critical to understand the intellectual laziness that's going on. Now, we did a, a podcast a long time ago, and we titled it Intellectual Laziness. But this is slightly different. I want to talk about how it, how it gets to people that they decide to be this intellectually lazy and how dangerous it is. Okay. So in our previous podcast, we said liberalism is intellectually is is, is you know, putting an equation sign, liberalism equals intellectual laziness because there's no way if you were intellectually rigorous that you could come to liberalism. You just Liberal couldn't. conclusions you, you, on you just, issues. You just couldn't. Yeah. You just couldn't. I mean, just the facts just... Now, how can I say this? Um, because we know, for example, we've discussed this before, every single liberal idea has failed. Every single one. The, 
at least one that, that all the ones that the Republicans have opposed. So whenever the Republicans have opposed a liberal idea, that, and that, that idea somehow passed in Congress or otherwise, uh, or culturally for that matter, that, that liberal policy, that liberal idea has failed, and miserably so. It's, it's always been wrong. And, and as you say so well, how do they manage to succeed to fail so, so, consistently, so consistently and so thoroughly every time? Yeah, how do they have such a high batting average? Yeah. It's, it's magic. It's really magic. It's amazing. They, they hit it out of the park every time in terms of, of their failure. Um, I like to say strike out. They strike out every single time. And then they claim to be a great baseball player. I mean, it's, it's really phenomenal to me how they, can, how they can get away with this. But there it is. And we say, you know, so it, it, you have to be intellectually lazy. And that's why I brought up the whole Gaza situation because it's so emblematic of intellectual laziness. Every one of these, and again, I'm not talking about the Hamas leaders or the propagandists uh, within the Arab world, or even the population within the Arab world who just doesn't have an opportunity to, to learn, to know better, right? I'm talking about those, our fellow Americans uh, and Europeans who call themselves liberal and who are against Israel. These people are morons because they, they should know the information, they choose not to review the information, and uh, they're, they're Deeply lazy, and that's the very best I can give them. Deeply lazy. Now, this applies in, in, the, in almost every liberal cause you could think of. Every liberal cause sounds nice at first, but as we said before, intentions mean nothing. And in fact, uh, intentions, uh, every evil person, even without uh, intentions one way or the other, wakes up and thinks that he's doing great good for society. Right? Hitler thought he was doing something great for society. He, he thought he was cleansing society. He thought he was doing something wonderful for the world, and the world would thank him in the end. Likewise with Stalin. It was, you know, purging all these bad guys. Uh, you know, the, the, the Western democracies was, was a necessary evil so that the, the proletariat would one day, uh, you know, achieve its, its utopian vision. But they all think they all think great things about themselves. Yeah, even on small levels, Charles Manson thought he was doing good right. works. Yeah, you know, they they all woke up and thought they not one of them woke up and thought, how can I, I do evil things today? Even that that punk in Santa Barbara, do you remember him? Mm -hmm. uh, who didn't get enough attention from females as he wanted, um, and thought he was being laughed at, and so on. Uh, the guy who and he killed some people and, and all those. So we had a podcast. He thought he was Don Juan DeMarco, you right? Know, uh, <laughs> but he he claimed him, he claimed himself to be a victim, and he really felt that he was doing nothing wrong at all, and that this was a, a way of righting a wrong in society. He was going to start a national discussion about how uh, everyone should be kind to him and people like him. Um, and, and he was the bullied one, you understand. He was going to get revenge on all the women who never gave him sex or talked to him right. by killing women who he never talked to. Right. And to him, the logic was sound. <laughs> it was Perfect. very sound. Yeah, very sound. So everyone has this intention. Now, I, I, that's kind of a sidetrack because I, I want to get back to the main issue, which is intellectual laziness. And the, the, all, the, all these liberal ideas, they, you know, they're well-intended, but BFD, as they say. Yeah, I think your and, main point, Kyle, kind of with it is that the, the evildoers' intentions would never go anywhere without these liberals to pass them on and not cast judgment and right. stop them. Right. 
Well, it, it, like the, uh, the Affordable Care Act itself reflects uh, its purported intention that it's going to be providing care for one thing and that it's going to be affordable for another thing and that, of course, uh, that it's going to be expensive for all uninsured Americans. Uh, really, you know, great goals and great purposes and great intentions, but we know it's not going to work and it, it never will work and such. And so th that's why I bring up the whole intention bit. It means nothing. And, and, and you just got to stop this. The intentions mean nothing. They are truly irrelevant. If Charles Manson has, you know, your point about Charles Manson is excellent. He had good intentions in his own mind. It was a warped uh, logic, but he never thought of himself as evil. Um, he, he committed horrible evil, but uh, yeah, but he and, was and Hitler, convinced the so-called the hypothetical ensuing race war his crimes would result in would then result result in a better world for you and me down the road. Yeah. Be, be be careful. Uh, what's the what's the there was a U two song about this. Um, be careful, Joseph. Be careful, Josephine, of small men with big ideas. Yes. Right. <laughs> and uh, and I don't know why Josephine, but it was a reference to Napoleon, of course. And um, you know that the notion is, if somebody has a big idea, you know what? Maybe uh, hold off on your big ideas. Focus instead on just making yourself a better person. Everyone, if every one of us focused on being a better person, which is the essence of Judaism and Christianity, then we would then we might actually have a shot at utopia at a wonderful world yeah what do you always say about judaism the bottom line is it is don't be a jerk that's right the bottom line of christianity is love thy brother as you love yourself right if, people, if everyone just did that yeah probably we'd have that utopia we all want that's right and, and you know another thing that's so profound about what you said about big ideas if you look at the greatest succeeder in the modern age of liberating people from tyranny this right. is ronald reagan his ideas were so small and simple Let's tear down a wall. Let's cut some taxes. Let's make a government smaller and less intrusive on the individual, and then we'll see what happens. That's right. And those tiny little ideas, stupidly simple, right. rudimentary ideas. Effectuated such yeah. great uh, change. So, look, uh, attentions, all that we're talking about now are so critical. So how are they so intellectually lazy? Uh, how... How is it that they allow themselves to be this way? There, there, well, there's many ways. First of all, it's, you know, we, we, we talked before the podcast about how, excuse me, how you, if you want to go to the gym, well, sorry, you, you don't want to go to the gym. You should go to the gym. If you want to have a, a, a nice physique, if you want to be reasonably healthy. If we want to look like you and not me, oh, you go to the gym. Too, you're too kind. If you want to be reasonably toned. Not even you know muscle beach sort of stuff, but just just reasonably healthy. You need to do exercise. I say go to the gym. It doesn't have to be the gym. Well, I should say if you want to look like your wife and not me, there, go to the gym. Okay, good. That's <laughs> right? fine. That's fine. She's a, she is a beautiful lady. Yeah. Um, but the the point is you got to work at it. Okay, you you can't, you can't give yourself excuses, and you got to work at it. And that might mean that you have to do it three or five times a week. Fine. Do, do what it takes in order to get that body that you like, right? We all seem to understand that. If, if, uh, if you want to be healthy in terms of uh, other things, uh, stop smoking, uh, lay off the sauce for, for a bit, um, and perhaps uh, rethink your diet as well, you know, if you have high cholesterol and so on, diabetes or what have you. But those are things you have to work at. You have to focus on it. You have to draw attention to it. You have to 
You know, I guarantee you anybody who, who discovers that they have, I'm going to throw out a disease, Hodgkin's disease, for example, you suddenly, you suddenly get a diagnosis of Hodgkin's disease, okay? I'm going to make a great prediction. You're suddenly going to become an expert on Hodgkin's disease, okay? Right now, you and I don't know nothing about Hodgkin's disease. And right? we don't want to. And we don't Hopefully, want to. we never will have to. But if you got Hodgkin's, Hodgkin's disease, you would suddenly become an expert, okay? And so would your family, right? Because they love you. So that's the way it works. And, and if you suddenly had to, you know, you were told that you're going to have a heart attack if you don't, you know, slim down, if you don't reduce your cholesterol, you'd somehow find a way, unless you really do have a death wish, but most of us don't, you'd find a way to, 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 to the gym after all. You'd find a way to change your diet after all and so on. It's hard work. It's unpleasant, but you have to do it. And it would be nice if you didn't have to do the work. It would, uh, let's not let's not joke around. It would be nice if this stuff just yeah. magically happened by thinking about it. But it doesn't. You're right. It takes a little bit of work. It takes a little yeah. bit of work. In, fa- in fact, I, you and I say it's a little bit of work, but for the, in their minds, it's a lot of work. Okay, for the for the truly lazy person, the physically lazy person, but the intellectually lazy person is exactly the same thing, because he doesn't. You know, he'd rather. Watch the boob tube and, you know, his, his most intellectual exercise is watching Shark Tank, which I, I happen to like. Uh, but by and large, they're watching soap operas and, um, you know, movies like, like Jackass and other things that you and I... How dare you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You like that movie, I know. <laughs> um, but, but, but things that don't elevate in any shape or form. We, we talked about elevation as well. They have no interest in that. They, it's far easier to get a quick thrill, which is the equivalent of a sugar high. Uh, eating popcorn, if you if, if you want, um, it's far easier to do that than to actually open up a book, or in this this day these days uh, a Kindle, right, and and read about a subject like what the frig is really going on. Why are those Israelis really what the Arab propagandists say that they are? Before I take a side on this issue, perhaps I ought to read something about it. Huh? How about that? How about that? And perhaps maybe on controversial issues, you should read two things Right. something. One tome on one side, the the other two on the other. And compare and contrast. Right. But you didn't pay attention in school, intellectual lazy person, so you don't know what compare and contrast means. Right. For them, it's easier, and they don't realize how they're being fooled. It's, it's, for them, it's simply easier to, to adopt somebody that they respect, what he says, maybe, and it's oftentimes a professor from college, because they're so wonderful, and they're so articulate, and they once in a while throw out a witticism that is just enough to chortle, mm. and, it makes you, and it reminds you of those great intellectual days that you had. Yeah, or Chris Brown. A lot of times they'll listen to Chris Brown or Rihanna. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but 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 you you get you don't get no wisdom from you don't get any wisdom from that. And you 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 just are not engaging in the debate internally that you have to engage in. It's pure intellectual laziness uh to to not respect uh the, the information that's out there. And there's a tremendous amount of it. We live in the friggin' information age. Just Google if, on, on Israel, for example, just Google history of Israel. How about that? And you'll hear two different sides, perhaps. You'll read two different sides. But 
but but understand the demographics of Israel. Understand the background of Israel. That that it's politics. Everything else, you know, you, you'll you'll get the history. So, and this is not meant to be only about Israel. It's about everything. But for God's sakes, on global warming, you you can't seriously believe this crap anymore, can you? I mean, everything that global warming has advanced and predicted, that great theorist Al Gore, for example, everything that he predicted, everything for the next 10 to 15 years from then, which was, I think, back 2002 or so, 2003, um, has, has failed, has been wrong. It hasn't just been wrong. It's been the exact the opposite. opposite. Yes, you're absolutely right. It yeah. is truly the opposite. I, I have another one to bring up, which is very interesting. The so-called smartest woman in the world to liberals is Hillary Rodham Clinton. Right. The so-called stupidest woman in the world is one Sarah Palin. Right. Sarah Palin has been right about not some things. Right. She has a batting average as high as the strikeout ratio of liberals when it comes to being right. right. She's been right about everything she says publicly. Hillary Clinton has been wrong about everything she said publicly. See, what the problem that you're, of your thinking is, uh, first of all, that's totally logical. <laughs> So don't don't even start with me on that. And I I judge people. That's right. So that's right. You know, my, uh, but, but my Sa- prejudices came out. <laughs> the problem with that is that Sarah Palin has an R after her name, and Hillary Clinton has a D after her name, and uh, and she came from uh, this or that college and law school. I'm, and I, I, I have wait, to wait, interrupt wait. you. I have to. Interrupt. You're wrong. It's not the D and the R. This is the difference. Sarah Palin's G's are naturally dropped. Hillary Clinton's G's for words that end ing oh, I are dropped only when she wants to fit into the crowd. She's, 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 she's a she's a phony, is what you're saying, and I, I and I agree with it. But but yeah, but she's an elitist. Sarah isn't. Right. It's more than just the R and D. Let's let's move on though, because um, uh, th- these are important points. What you just said, but it's intellectual laziness, and um, these people, they'll feed you things. Uh, and because of who they, it's, it matters more on who says it than what is actually said. So just for example, since we're talking about Clinton, Hillary Clinton, uh, recently there's the whole Hobby Lobby decision, right? And this is the decision that came down on, in favor of Hobby Lobby to basically say, no, you cannot require Hobby Lobby to provide uh, abortion services um, or to pay for abortion services through the Obamacare insurance plan when it violates their religious sensibilities. And I applaud that. You and I both applaud that. Um, Hillary Clinton goes on the air right away and and says, this is the equivalent of some African nation and, you know, we're going to be, you know, uh, I guess the next thing is clitorectomies for women, right? This is the way that she would have you believe it. And so people listen to this. In the same way that people listen to, you know, a, a reality show, this is all. This is all they take in. They don't take anything more in. Hillary Clinton said this. I think Hillary Clinton's a smart woman. If she says it, then that's what I'm going to say. They don't drill down. They will never drill down beyond that. And when you talk to them, to these very people, here's what's going on in their head. Uh, yeah, blah blah blah, Ari David, blah blah blah, Barack Lurie. Your blah blahs are very, you know, interesting, but they mean nothing to me because I know Hillary Clinton, comma, a very smart woman, comma, um, has told me that this is just the same as Boko Haram. That's what it is. And so that's what I'm going to spit for. So whatever you say doesn't mean anything to me. 
because I don't, I don't need to. You have no idea how right you are. I once was in a, one of these so-called alleged conversations with a liberal in which this kind of thing happened. Right. And after creaming him on the battlefield of ideas, right. the liberal's response was, well, in fact, all I've things. seen so far from you is word salad. Ah, brilliant. QED, liberal. <laughs> QED. It was a salad of words, a combination of word vegetables, word herbs, maybe some tomatoes, which are actually a fruit, or how about and this? some dressing tossed in an ordered way your, your, your to be word, consumed to yeah, your nourish word, your mind. Your word salad consisted of nouns, verbs, <laughs> and punctuation. That's and, and, and subject, right? Uh, nouns, verbs, subject. And that is, that's, you know, they, they, you can always say yeah, word salad. It, it makes them feel really great. Yeah, my and, response and was, you mean I've just presented you a nourishing meal of ideas. <laughs> no, what they were trying, obviously what they're trying to say is that it was just a bunch of nonsense that you were saying, right. that it was, you, you were neither here nor there. Uh, it was a bunch of claptrap and you don't know what you're talking about. And of course, their arguments back at me were actually word salad. You know, um, uh, straw man arguments, confusing acronyms that mean nothing. Right. The 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 classic liberal Soviet style double speak of calling something that right. isn't something something that's not, and well, reversing the, the, all the meanings. The, the the smartest liberal, and mark my words, I, I think you'll agree with me on this. The smartest liberal will respond to your very good factual arg- and logical arguments by referring to acronym organizations that are largely products or subsystems of the United Nations or other government agencies. So for example, according to the FDA, the such and such, you know, was the highest year uh, ever. Yeah, uh, EPA. According to the, the, yeah, the Center for Disease Control, uh, you know, and, and NASA says this, and the, they, they point to all these things that are all self-referencing because they're all liberal, Right. Uh, the, the universe, somebody actually referred me to the University of East Anglia regarding global warming. You mean the ones that, that faked, that, that admitted that they faked everything? <laughs> right, the ones Those guys? fraud? Yeah, oh, what, what are you talking about? Go on with your East Anglia thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay, well, according to this. So it's all, they, they get to refer to each other. And, 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 you know, it's a footnote that, you know, it's like, if it would actually were a computer program, it would be an infinite loop. Right, just going yeah. over if and over. If then again. go twos. If then right. go twos. <laughs> yeah. If then ten, go twenty, back. go to ten. Yeah, yeah. But that's what they did. It, and that's what happened with the whole Dan Rather situation, right? It was a, it was a self-referencing thing that they got caught up on, and then they realized that they they got had by a liberal group that they had been referencing, and then Dan Rather had no other choice but to say, "Well, it turned out to be a fraud, but the spirit of it was correct." Okay, so and then he got fired. Thank God. So anyway, the point is that and, that... and that's if you're lucky. I think I made the point when we were doing our pre-briefing that the real – because I gave you that example of that exchange I had on Facebook the other day where someone entirely – the entire response was we're all just trying to end the, the, the conversation mm-hmm. to keep a conversation from happening because they knew if the conversation happened, they'd lose obviously because right. then thinking would occur. So I, I made the analogy that – the intellectually lazy liberal, if you're going to bring the gym analogy right. to bear, rather than saying, oh, you're going to work out, not for me, I'm going to sit here on the couch. They don't do that. Right. Instead, they send an arsonist to firebomb the gym so you can't work out. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, that's true. Or they, cl- or they claim that um, 
working on the gym is, um, is not healthy for you. In fact, it's the exact opposite. That what you should be doing in order to gain uh, healthy, a healthy lifestyle is in fact to, uh, to sit on the couch and do nothing. Uh, you know, what do you, you know, it's, that's, and they'll give you facts and figures for that too. The one I always hear is uh, smoke weed. It's a vegetable. <laughs> right? Yeah, you couch, might as well. Smoke weed, you're getting your nutrition and it ups your heart rate. So. It's, it's pure intellectual laziness. And, and then, of course, what they always do, and, and you hear this all the time, this is pure intellectual laziness. Do not ever say to me, well, all the experts say so. And that's regarding anything, okay? Please don't even, don't even try. And, and, I, and I say this with some expertise, ironically, because I use experts in court. You are an expert. Right. I am an in expert. In a certain very broad subject matter. No, but, but, when you, but I can tell you this. Uh, an expert will be respected if it makes sense. That's it. A jury will go with you if your expert makes sense. That's it. They, they don't buy anything like that. And it's the, we call it sometimes the battle of the experts, but it's really not. The jury will go the way it wants to go. Period. Now, if you had, um, uh, and we see this all the time with global warming, it's such a good example because all, all they ever say to you, all they ever say to you is 95% of experts all agree that global warming is happening and it's real and it's going to be devastating. And, and, you, and then you simply say, really, who are these experts? Tell, yes. me, tell, me, t- tell me more about these experts, my dear liberal friend. Please describe them to me. Who are these experts? Well, come on, don't give me this crap. This is, no, I, I want you to tell me because Al Gore said in his movie that precisely zero people disagreed with him. Okay, so now it's 95% fine, I understand, which is still a ridiculously high uh, percentage that I don't buy at all. Uh, apparently they must have realized that to, to say that nobody disagrees with you, it just doesn't sound genuine, right? You have to have some people who disagree with you. And then you can say, well, those are, are people on the, on the margin. You know, like we say that the 10% of the population still thinks Elvis is alive, right? Yeah, the, so you, the tried and gum argument. Four right. out of five, right. Dennis agree. Exactly. They don't say five out of five. They say four out of five. Anyway, the, the, let's not drill down on that. I'm simply saying that, that you know, will 95% say so? Well, but who are they? What, what, what defines a scientist? Are they, are, did you look at the, who these scientists are, my friend? Did you do any personal research on this? No. Because okay, none of them have. Because it, it, these scientists, these 95 percenters, as it were, they're saying what the liberal wants to hear. And so they need look no further. They don't want to. There's no critical thinking about this. There's no analysis behind this. Who are these scientists? A dentist could be considered a scientist. Okay. Would you believe in global warming, uh, Dr. Dentist? Uh, you know, Finkelstein? Uh, yes, I do. Okay, we have – throw another uh, pro-scientist in the hopper. Yeah, I Mr. think Gore. you should throw uh, Dennis uh, Trident gum for as a dentist who chews it, and I think global warming's true. Right. Oh, we got one. We got another yeah, – yeah, there scientist. you go. We got, we got it. So – and, and those scientists are all self-referencing. Many of them who yeah. have signed on have signed on because, oh, that scientist said. 
And that's not just that. And then if the, the whole chain falls apart with the East Anglia thing you mentioned, when you realize most of these people have self-referenced East Anglia or Michael Mann, the two guys involved in the fraud. Right. Exactly right. The whole dominoes just and, collapsed. And, and at best, they've referenced Al Gore, who who we now know has been wrong on everyone. And it, it, exactly the opposite has occurred of whatever he's claimed. So you, <laughs> so it's such a good example, the experts thing. But it's also the experts when it comes to men and women being exactly the same. Uh, it's also the experts about the overpopulation uh, craziness. It's also the experts about um, higher taxes are good for the economy. Whatever it is, or, or that minimum wage is going to be um, has no effect on the economy in a bad way. Uh, you got to, you got to just that. That's just pure intellectual laziness. I can say you and Ari, Ari, we not one of our positions, not one, have we taken on because we claim experts have come to this conclusion, right? Not not one. A lot of it is about logic and gosh darn experience in life. So I can tell you a good example is minimum wage, right? I, I, it is my personal experience, <laughs> and I have this experience. If you raise my costs, not just in wages, but in anything, it'll affect my behavior. If you tell me right now, for example, that all the computers in my office um, are now, I have to buy a whole bunch, a set of new computers because for whatever reason. And they're $1,000 more per computer. Per computer. I'm going to, I'm going to really rethink about how many computers are going to buy. Yeah, you're going to buy fewer. And you know, what's funny. You're the college boy who went on and employed people. I was the low class punk who had to get minimum wage jobs. Right. And I remember from my own experience having to get, um, entry level jobs where I worked on commission because I didn't have enough experience to be paid minimum wage. Yeah, no one right. would hire me for that. So I had to take this alternate form of deployment until I worked my way up to earn minimum wage. Right. Thus, if there was no minimum wage, I would have had six months to two years more experience working entry-level jobs, had that much more money saved when money, you know, et cetera, et cetera. In other words, real experience have led to both of us having that position. And if I said to you, well, Thomas Sowell told me uh, minimum wage is bad, you'd say to me, you're an idiot. Right. I, I would. I, I, Tom Sowell's great, but so you're taking his word for it? How do you yeah. know he's not a moron? Right. And what, what Tom Sowell will do for you is to help you think it through. That's what I love. Yeah. He doesn't just say the conclusion. Right. But if he just what, said the conclusion, yeah, minimum wage is bad. Believe me. Right. Well, in, in law, we call that a conclusory statement. We, we, we actually have an objection for that. Objection, conclusory, Your Honor, right? We, we, you need to take them only for the facts. Don't tell me. Show me. Right? That's, that's the number one thing that you liberals need to think about. Anyone listening to the show who's a liberal, please, you need to show it to me. Don't tell me that minimum wage will have no effect. Or is good. Or is good even. Don't tell me that higher taxes don't, don't mean anything. Don't tell me that the, the earth is warming to disastrous results and it's impending doom. Don't tell me that Islamic fundamentalism doesn't mean anything. Don't tell me a lot of things. Show it to me. Show, explain to me. I, I'm willing to listen to anything. I'm willing to change my mind on everything. Everything. But until you show it to me, I'm not going to change my mind because I can show you the opposite. And you know what? I'm right. You're right. Ari and I'm right because we've thought it through. We did not engage in 
in intellectual laziness, we went, as it were, to the gym. Our bodies are toned and we're ready to be healthy and strong. And you know what? We've got to keep up the job. We can't stop, right? You can't just say, well, I went to the gym last year many times, you know. I'm five, healthy enough. Right. Well, I'm you, thin enough. Well, that, no. that's, that's true. You, you can't say I went to the gym five days out of the week the past year and now I'm done. I'm, I'm, no, you, it's a constant process, right? And not only that, but you've got to change up your routine too. You can't, and it's called muscle confusion, right? You have to change the machines. You have to change your workout routine. You have to listen and read new things. Right. I mean, think of how stupid anyone would sound if you just walked down the street and went up to every person as you walk down the street on Fifth Avenue in Manhattan each day and says, I want to let you know, I know all there is to know. I'm not going to learn anymore. Next person, same thing. Next <laughs> everyone would think you're, you're an imbecile of biblical proportions. Right. As if there's ever so much to ever know. Right. Right. Uh, that is, that is that's a very good way of putting it. Well, but these, these liberals, uh, not all of them, of course, uh, but, but every one of them does do this one thing, which is that they always refer to an acronym organization, usually a product of the UN or the US, sort of, of the U.S. federal government. Or MSNBC. Or MSNBC. <laughs> uh, or uh, they refer to the experts. And this whole point is about intellectual laziness and we want to introduce this idea to you as a liberal with respect that it's time for you to go to the mental gym get out there google your all the information that you need we do live in the information age it's easier than ever to do so you have no excuse well that's all the time we have for today I'm Brett Lurie. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you next week.